What is up, ECFL? Another week in the books, which means another week of winging it. I, of course, am your host, BC Prodigy25, joined today by my wonderful co-hosts, J-Mac and Mandingo. Boys, how we doing? Great, great. Before I say anything, Maui lost, and Ace don't respond to text messages, phone calls, Facebook <laughs> messages, WhatsApp messages, Instagram stories. Like, where is Ace at? I I think Ted I think Ted Stern's got him working pretty hard over there in Maui coming off this loss, but. It is. I was going to bring it up that we are missing somebody, and it just so happens to be the only member of the Sharks on our broadcast. So correlation. Atlanta City lost, and I was in here taking all the heat. Chattanooga <laughs> lost. I was here. Uh, I'm going to chalk maybe. it up to Ted Stern's got him working hard in the in the practice facility. Yeah. Uh, we're just—he's busy today, you know. We're just talking up to that. We're just talking up. But 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 besides that, I am great. We have number one versus number two for the first time ever in the ECFL. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm excited. Well, let's get this thing started with our Elite 16. We've had some movement. We have a new number one. So, JMac, why don't you run us through this Elite 16? All right, 16, Palm Beach, 15, Ozark Valley, 14, Central Texas, 13, Frontier, 12, Tennessee A&M, 11, Atlantic Tech, 10, Cascade State, 9, Panama State, 8, Desert State, 7, Atlantic City, 6, Bone Town, 5, East Townsend, 4, Maui State, 3, South Alabama, 2, Amelia Earhart, and the number one team. Chattanooga Steam. Let's go. <laughs> oh boy, 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 boy. Um, I'm I I I hit I go first about the rankings. I I go first. Um, Maui State and East Townsend should be flipped. East Townsend won. And somehow dropped the spot because Maui State lost. Like if when you say that out loud, how does it make sense? East Townsend won, but dropped the spot because Maui State lost. So that's my only pretty much grievance with the ranking is five and four. Can, can I can I go? Can I go now? Go Dingo. Go Dingo. Right. Atlantic City is seven. Why are we not top five? Why are we not top five? Like, explain that to me. Like, we, we, you know what? I'm just going to ask the question. Why are we not top five? I need an answer. I need one. I don't know, honestly. In my opinion, I would, I, I would rank you five. I think I'd put Townsend at six, and I know I'm going to hear about that from Townsend because they obviously don't, they already don't like me because I'm from Chattanooga. We beat up on them. Um, but, it's hard with this situation with East Townsend where you have a team knock off the undefeated and the undefeated still has a better overall record than you and has put up a bigger point spread than you. 
So I can see why the pollsters did that with Maui at four, Townsend at five, but in my opinion, Atlantic City's five. Dingo, who would you take out the top five? I I want to say Townsend. I only want to say Townsend because I feel like yes, they beat Maui, but no, South Alabama beat Maui. I mean, South Alabama. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, yes, Maui lost. But um, um, for you to put them below Maui doesn't make sense because essentially what you're saying is under Maui, the most dominant team is East Townsend, and I don't think so. So I, I really feel like Atlantic City should be five. Yeah, I mean, it's hard with South Alabama already being ranked five last week. It's hard for them not to go up after they beat Maui. I could easily see the appeal of having Maui at five or even out of the top five because um, I think Atlantic City is better uh, than Townsend, at least, in my opinion. But uh, overall, I think it's pretty good. Just like to point out that since I've cursed Palm Beach for not giving me love, they have suddenly dropped from 14 to 16. So ECFL, beware. The prodigy curse is real. I will I will not hold anything back. I will curse you right away. Don't don't you dare not give me love. You I mean Atlanta City didn't give you love. We still won. I haven't cursed you officially yet. <laughs> well don't. I, I, lo- I love you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh boy. Do we have anything else to say about the Elite 16? I think this is the quickest we've gone through an Elite 16 uh, ranking. I'm sure if Ace was here, he'd have more to say about it. Um, I mean, it, it, it makes sense, except for like a couple ones and twos, but it, it makes sense. I think this is the best ranking that I've seen so far. Um, there's definitely some people or some teams that are I expect to make the jump, especially with so many teams being tied at four and two and three and three. Um, really anything can happen week to week. So it'll be interesting to watch down the stretch as we get to the more important games, the more in-conference games, to see how much this 16 fluctuates. Yep. We can move on to the... Oh! Get it off your chest segment. Our favorite, one of our favorite segments. Get it off your chest. Dingo, we'll let you go first. <laughs> you let 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 Prodigy go first. <laughs> I want to I want to end it. I want to end it. All right, all right, go ahead, Prodigy. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Um, I have an apology to give out. Maui, don't get don't get excited. It's not for you. Um, South Alabama. Last week, I so egregiously left you out of my playoff picture. Um, I overlooked you in favor of my bias for Desert State and Ozark Valley being able to continue their uh, their level of play and get back from a couple losses, and uh, I left you out of the playoff picture. I did I did preface with there would be a very good team coming out of the West being on the outside looking in. Unfortunately, you guys were that last week, but I sincerely apologize. You guys have definitely proven me wrong. Um, you are a force to be reckoned with in the West for sure. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what you guys do. So 
please accept this sincerest apology from a man who does not apologize for much in the ECFL. Okay. Uh, that, was, that was very big of you, Prodigy. Very big of you. Maui, you're never getting this treatment this season, just so you know. <laughs> um, I also have an apology to Bone Town. I don't believe the words I'm about to say, but they may make the playoffs. Nani? <sighs> Um, I don't know how we came to this, but they may make the playoffs. And that game last week, that Hail Mary, of course, it got to be the play of the season so far. Um, that was a big conference win for them. So that I think that win may give them the edge over Palm Beach. Or the fourth spot. Because the East is so wide open. I mean, of course, Chatt- Chattanooga is at number one. But, you know, two through four is so so wide open. Especially after Atlantic Tech loss. Bone Town may make the playoffs. I know it don't sound like an apology. But it is. Y'all are a B minus C plus team to me now. Okay, I mean, I'm done. I mean, Dingo, I don't want to. I don't want to tell him that we told them so, but I believe we picked Bone Town to be in the playoffs last week. You know, let's let's keep that on the hush hush though. Don't nobody want to believe this. No, they're not gonna believe us anyway. They're not gonna believe me anyways. I could tell. I could tell Maui the sun will rise in the east and set in the west tomorrow, and they'll say I'm wrong. Yeah, those boys. They don't like you much. <laughs> they do not. But it's okay. Uh, Dingo finishes off. In un-Dingo-like fashion, I have an apology. I'm sorry, South Alabama. I counted y'all out. <laughs> I thought Valley State was going to come in, dust y'all, and it would be a quick game. But they didn't. You proved me wrong. So I apologize. It hurts. That hurts to say, but I apologize. Y'all got it. I don't I don't I still don't think you're one of the top teams in the league, but y'all got it. I'll give it to y'all this week. I already got the name of this podcast, the South Alabama Apology Tour today. Dingo, you got anything else to get off your chest here before we move on? Yes. EJ Butler's a top receiver. I don't care what anybody says. Like I, I, I hear about these receiving names all the time and Bird and all that, but I never I never hear about EJ. So I, I want to bring it out now. Top receiver, EJ. After last week's performance, I put him in the top five for me. Say that again. Uh, J-Max can be silent, but I said I'd, I'd put you top five after that last week's performance. Oh, yeah. How, how about you, J-Max? No, nah, you don't get out of this. Don't sit there quiet. Your, your silence speaks volume, J-Max. We may have actually lost him. We may have for a minute. Let's see if he comes back here. Uh, but while we're on top of the topic of that, uh, Dingo, 
How about tight end? You're gonna give me some love at tight end? I am. Uh I feel like tight end is one of the most like underrated positions. Um I mean like our game la- la- last week, every time they got in the red zone, we had to watch the tight end because like he caught the ball and almost every time. It was it was like every time I hit the red zone, we were like, bro, we gotta stop him. If nobody else on the field, we gotta stop him. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you some love at tight end. I feel like tight ends need to be recognized way more than they are. I mean, it's not it's not ranking me in the top five at tight ends in the league, but I guess I'll take it, Dingo. I can't rank the top five yet, man. I got I got I got I got to see some more stuff, man. Like you you're doing you're doing your job, but I, I got to see a little bit more out of you, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. There are very oh, good whoa. tight ends here. There are very good tight ends in this league. I will not lie. But J Mac, you back with us? Yes, sir. Well, Hello. Dingo, Dingo just said that EJ Bailey is a top receiver in this league. I agreed and said I put him in a top five for me at least. What is your opinion on EJ Bailey? EJ Bailey, I didn't even know who he was till last week. I'm gonna put him in the top five. I'll just play it. I'm just joking, Dingo. Um, (laughs) Just joking with you. Um, Top five receiver, that's a lot of competition. That's a lot of competition. But since you're my boy, I will put you in the top five. Whether I believe it or not, you're in my top five. Don't ask me to give you the other four receivers because I can't do that right now. I could just give you that your top five. So, um, I like Jay Kennedy. He's definitely up there. Um, Gallinari, I, I love Gallinari. Um, yeah, it's hard to just all of them. Somebody's going to be offended, but Bailey Kennedy. And um, oh, Winters, yeah, Winters got to be up there too. So yeah, that that you know, top five is tough, especially for receivers because everyone got like what three, four receivers. So receivers is a tough position to be in the top five. But with all that being said, Bailey is still number five. Dingo, He's somewhere there. I'm not going to tell you where he is, but he's somewhere in that five. So let's move on here. What do we got next, J-Mac? All right. We got the schedule for the week. Um, Ace is not here. So, you know, we won't go over last week's standings. Um, But so we have Monday. We're going to go with FCS again. Um, We'll start... On Tuesday, Atlantic City versus the FCS team. Of course, I have Atlantic City. I have Atlantic City by 28. I have Atlantic City by 28. What about you? Dingo, I'll let you go last because this is your team. But, um, yeah, I think Atlantic City gets gets the chance to run the score up a little bit, show off a little bit, and uh, – doesn't have to be the one coming from behind here, uh, like they've been getting used to, or been known for in the league so far. Uh, 
I want to say they're going to go for the scoring record, but that's a pretty bold statement. So I'm going to go Atlantic City by 28. All right. I am back. All right, Daniel, you got to give us a score. Atlantic, your Atlantic City versus your FCS opponent this week. Fifth, 45, 30. 45 Atlanta Tech, 30. You said what? 45 Atlanta Tech. We're talking your team, Atlantic City. or Atlantic City, 45 Atlantic City, uh, 45 to 30. 45 Atlanta. Against an FCS school? Yeah. Oh, he's, no, he's saying he's going to win by 45. Okay, I thought that. I thought no, that that's, why I, that's why I said forty-five Atlantic City. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm not losing to no FCS school. <laughs> we're not. We're not uh, Amelia Earhart. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> uh, all right, we gonna go down to the last. This is the last FCF game of the season. Um, South Alabama. After that game last week. True, I say 42, plus 42 for me. I have South Alabama taking it by... I'm going to go 31. I've got... I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to say 35. All right. And you know South Alabama is in a no-lose situation this week. They're going to be number two. At the, by for the polls because they play at FCS and of course one and two play each other, so you know South Alabama they look they're looking good. They look damn, they they looking good right now. A lot of teams are in no lose. Like Atlantic City is also in a no lose. We can only go up. That is true. Y'all y'all may y'all y'all be top six next week. Uh, uh, let's let's not get carried away. Y'all be top six, guarantee. I can guarantee. I can't guarantee top five because I can't control the other posters. But I can guarantee you top six. Cool. All right, we're gonna start Monday night. East Townsend versus Maui State. Dingo, who do you have? Uh, I gotta go with Maui. I just don't think East Townsend is gonna be able to make the same upset that South Alabama did. So I gotta go Maui. Okay. Um. I go. I gotta go with East Townsend. I'm going with the upset. East Townsend. I'm going with East Townsend. Uh, I like their defense. Uh, Maui, Maui's coming off a loss. East Townsend coming off an FCS appointment when they got to fix fix things and tinker things. I, I think they, I think they pulled the upset here. 
All right. So as much as I would love to say that uh, Maui's how how Maui kind of went about that last game uh, where. They were kind of throwing around the whole, oh, no, we suck now. Uh, put us at 16 as a kind of a joking matter as going to bite them in the butt this week. Uh, I know Ted Stern's going to get these boys ready to go. Um, I know they don't like the taste of the L in their face. Um, and a lot of people are wondering how they're going to respond. We've seen how the other two undefeateds have responded after they've lost. This is the only one we haven't seen respond to some sort of adversity. That being said, I think they take a close game against East Townsend. I'm going to put Maui by 14. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know they, they be in the chat talking down on themselves. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, you know, the 10 stages of grief they're going through right now, but yeah, it, we all know you don't think you suck. You were just crying that you wasn't ranked number one two weeks ago. So they're, I'm just saying they're going through 10 stages of grief. They're probably on number three or four right now. Hopefully by next week, I mean, but by, by this week after they, you know, they play Townsend, you know, they, they completed their steps and they, they have their mind on the game. Where we at? Monday, Monday nightcap, Tennessee A&M. Versus Bone Town. I'm gonna go first and get this out of the way. Bone, I'm picking Bone Town to win. That's, that's it. That's, that's simple. That's it. That's, that's simple. Bone Town to win. You're not giving a point <laughs> I, spread. No, I, they're they're just going to win. It's gonna be a miracle win, and they will come next week five and two. How are we going to categorize this if you get this pick right? Uh, here, Dingo or J Mac for our. Okay, I'll say Bone Town by. Bone Town by ten. Okay, we can we can calculate that. Dingo, what do you got for a pick for this one? Bone Town by twenty. Oh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as much as I want to say Bone Town by seven, because it just seems to me that's the way that Bone Town works, if they're able to pull off a last-second play to get the win, I'll split the difference and go Bone Town by fourteen. All right. I just like how Jay Max said that's disrespectful. Because <laughs> uh, Tennessee A&M is a good school. They're they're a good. You should know. Atlantic City should know they're a good school. Especially with that new playbook, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how the Diddles kind of play or game plan for that new playbook against uh, Tennessee A and M. So, but here's the thing: what did we learn from watching that game? They have trouble getting receivers. They have trouble with the outside receivers because, like normally, when you watch Atlanta City game, we kill people on the inside on the inside cuts. That game was legit just outside cuts. Yeah. All right. All right. Be right back, by the way. <laughs> uh, Tuesday nightcap. Central Texas versus Palm Beach. Um, I'll go first on this one. Central Texas. 
Um, their coaching coaching changes has, you know, that was a big win last week versus Ozark. An impressive win versus Ozark. Um, so I think they continue to roll Palm Beach. They, they're, it's not looking good for them. But, yeah, it's not looking good for Palm Beach. So they're on a downward trend. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Central Texas. Central Texas by three. Tingo, you want to take it? Actually, I can go quick uh, since Tingo may have stepped away. Well, Palm Beach, you got another week of this. You haven't acknowledged that I went out on a limb for you yet. So, the curse stands as it is. So, Central Texas, you get the win by 14 this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, Palm Beach. One day they will acknowledge you. <laughs> One day. One day. But um, so it's, it's not looking good for your top three team. I, I don't know <laughs> what's going on over there and down in Florida, but it's not looking good for your top, your your number three team. I mean, top I mean, we're not doing golf rules, lower score wins. At that point, they're number <laughs> one, and I've I've got my prediction right. Uh, uh, is Dingo, you there? I think he stepped away. Um, well, yeah, he would have been important for this segment because we both know how we're going to pick for this next game. No, we, we'll save that game for last. We'll save that game for last. That's game of the week. We got to save it for last. Yeah, well, hopefully he's back by then. Wednesday's nightcap, Desert State versus Ozark Valley. Oh, Desert State, Ozark Valley. Their their coaching staff is is uh, like the Maui and the Million Earhart loss. It was close games, competitive games. I can understand that, you know. Just, but these last two weeks, like even the week before, you know that Atlantic City won. You know, the fourth quarter comeback. But what they show versus Central Texas, it is. I don't know if the the the, the team melded in, the coaching staff melded in. It's just it's not looking good for my playoff pick. And unfortunately, Desert State is going to they're they're going to run run away with this one. So I say Desert State by by fourteen. Well, Jamek, I have some insider information for you. Um, did some digging because you know both of us enjoy Ozark Valley and the team they've put together. I think this team, I think this game is going to be uh, whoever wins this is going to have a pretty great shot of getting into the playoffs at the number four spot. The other team, it, it's maybe starting the time to look towards next season and getting some stuff put together for next season. Uh, the insider information is I know Ozark Valley has had some had some troubles getting players into the gym to uh, work on their skills and get themselves uh, into a better position to win, especially the receiving core. Um, I would expect, just knowing Doma, Doma's, there's going to be some heads rolling within that uh, 
that team in the offseason. I would expect that there's going to be a lot of new turnover coming into that team um, just because I think Doma expects the best. Uh, and he hasn't been getting it so far. So expect a, a busy offseason for Ozark Valley. Uh, but that being said, it's, it's hard to get over a team that may not want to or that isn't there to buy in. Uh, so I'm going to give Desert State the victory here by seven. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I I love Jim Carr. Jim Carr is still one of the top quarterbacks in my mind in this league. So I think Ozark Valley set up really well for the future. Um, but it, they got they got a lot of turnover to put to put into effect here. I think I am uh, back in the off season. So Dingo, right. we're just we're just wrapping up our picks for Desert State versus Ozark Valley, and then if you want to give our Palm oh. Beach and Central Texas pick as well, I would say. Desert State, and then Palm Beach. Uh, Want to give us a point spread for each of those games there, Dingo? Not, nope. No. <laughs> uh, th- did you find, did you make it? Did you say Desert State or um, Ozark? He said Desert State, Desert and State. then he, I said Desert State by, oh, okay. by seven. Okay. Um, we'll touch on that later. On uh, the Ozark team, about them, we'll we'll touch on that later. Where um, Thursday, Atlantic Tech, Frontier. Um, if you asked me this question last week, who would win this game? I would have definitely said Atlantic Tech. But what from what I saw last week, from a team that scored sixty one. In week one to zero in week six. Do you understand the FCS team haven't been shut out this year yet, this season yet? Atlantic Tech is the first team, FCS or elite, to be shut out. So, with that being said, Frontiers winning this game by 10. All right, I got to go here because uh, I still think – I said this the last two weeks. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta Tech has run into the buzzsaw with these last two weeks against a very motivated uh, East Townsend team and then a very motivated Chattanooga team, and they took their licks with two very motivated squads. I think it's their turn to either be the motivated team and put the whooping on Frontier, and this is no disrespect to Frontier. Sometimes you just run into teams like this where they're pissed off, they've taken tough loss, two tough losses in a row, they're, they're sick and tired of it. They're going to put the hate on you, um, and there's not, not a lot you can do about it. So in my mind... Uh, Atlanta Tech has to do that this week. They have to be the aggressor. Um, if if not, you're starting to you're starting to look at are you the team on the outside looking in in the East for playoff picture? Uh, like I said, no disrespect to Frontier. Frontier has really impressed me these last couple weeks with how much they've turned around since the coaching change. But I'm going to give the edge to uh, Atlanta Tech by 21. 
right. Dingo, what you got? I agree with a lot of what Prodigy said. Um, I just, I, I, I want to give Atlanta Tech this, but like you said, not even an FCS team has been shut out. So it's hard to give them this knowing that they've done something that even an FCS team has. So I, I, I got to go with Frontier. Like, oh, okay. like, can, can, you, can, can you repeat that? What did you say? You got to go with who? <laughs> I got to go with Frontier. Oh, okay. All right. let, me, let me put that down on paper before you change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just I, it, I I just can't see. I I don't know. I, I I may I may live to regret what I just said sorely, but I gotta go frontier. It's just the okay. All right. Don't crucify me. Don't crucify me for it later. Please don't. <laughs> oh, man. Thursday nightcap, last game of the the week, but not the last game we're going over. Cascade State versus Panama State, which is a, is a tough game. If, you know, it's like a runner-up game in the week type game, honestly. Because... Um, I mean, it's a, it's both out of conference games, so you know, but it's just for momentum. Both teams would need it for momentum. Panama State, they on, you know, they lost last week. Tough game, tough loss last week to Bone Town. Last second, last second loss, heartbreaker. Cascade, you know, I want to say they may be finding their footing. Two game winning streak, you know, so three and three, five hundred. Uh, so, so I love Panama State defense, so I'm gonna go Panama State by three. Dingo, what you got? Um, I'm I'm gonna go Panama State. Like I I know every single week I voted against. Um, Cascade, but that's only because I, I just can't let go of the fact that y'all came in the best team on paper and haven't showed the best team mentality. I, I, I just I can't get over that. <laughs> like that's like the Lakers having LeBron, Steph, KD, and Clay all on the same team and don't win nothing but like ten games. It just don't make sense. So, I, Panama State, they they got it in my book, no problem. All right, uh, all right, you go Panama. So you go Panama State. All right, Prodigy, what you got? Well, I'm gonna go Cascade by seven. I think. I think this is a very good test of if Cascade's for real or not. Um, Panama State is a solid team. And uh, I think it's it's another situation where Panama wins. They're setting themselves up in a good chance at making a run at the Eastern Conference in that four spot or potentially that three spot. 
Um, if they lose, you're you're on the outside. You got to do something quick to uh, gain some points. Granted, this is an out of conference game, but it's the momentum, like you said, J Mac. It's the losses mean something. Um, you need that momentum going into these final hell weeks of conference play. Uh, try to move up from their number seven spot to that three or four position. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, game of the week, Prodigy. Yes, it's come that time, J Mac. One, Chattanooga Steam at home versus Amir Earhart, another out of conference game. You know, I mean, it doesn't mean much for playoff positioning. Well, probably yes. It, the way playoffs are set up, it is for playoff positioning. Um, so it, it is a big game. So we'll go through that in the next segment. But so, um, you know, Dingo will be last because we already know what, <laughs> how it's going to go. Uh, I'll go first. I think I'm going to go No, you, you're, you, have, you have to go last to, to break the tie. Um, Amelia Earhart. Wins this game. Chattanooga's um, team is a good team. Uh, Mojo, Harrison Murray, Big Dog. Um, yeah, you know the, the the little tight end they have over there. Is, You're goddamn right. <laughs> they 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 have they have a decent team. Was a good coach, so I don't expect you know to be a blowout or anything like that. I just think their strength falls into our strength. So obviously they want to run with Mojo. I don't think that works well for them versus us. And the last time they put the ball in Harrison Murray hands, they lost by 20-plus points. So we have seen a team shut down Mojo. 17 carries, 30 yards. I think if they try to run on us, and I'm not saying he go get 30 yards, but his average yards per carry would be in a three-point something. He, It won't be a 200-yard day for Mojo. I don't see that happen. I will be shocked if that, if that were to happen. And that is why I am picking Amelia Earhart to win. Completely unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the point spread here, J-Mac? Um, Amelia Earhart by seven. Okay. Um, let's just start out with that game against Cascade where Mojo was did not do did not have the carries he. Uh, was used to that was a, that was a playbook thing, that was a that was a scheming thing that we tried something different against Cascade. Um, went with more of a pass heavy feel for that one. I think last week was probably the best uh, example of the true Chattanooga Steam offensive identity, uh, where you could be deadly either way uh, through the air with Harrison Murray, who at this point has been a quiet quarterback compared to how he was coming into the ECFL. 
uh, known as kind of one of those topper top quarterbacks, upper echelon quarterbacks. Uh, just hasn't had the time or the uh, amount of time to actually sling the ball around as much as he would like. We have a deadly receiving core: Doc Boone, Quincy Myers, Earl Flint, Jackson Bridges. Um, those are all names that can that can hurt you through the air. Uh, so I see a balanced attack more going into the heart of this season than uh, the Mojo Show. As much as Mojo is just unstoppable, it seems this year. Uh, but this is going to be close. You're right, J Mac. You guys are the best defense that we will see all season, um, and that's hands down. Uh, and your your strengths as a defense does fit into stopping a run game. Uh, so we're going to have to adapt. Adapt. Uh, I think you're right. It's going to be close. I'm going to go Chattanooga by seven. And it's just going to be off the fact that I think we're going to be able to run your defense a little down a little bit as the game goes on, just both covering the pass and run. You're not going to be able to key on one, I don't think, this week. Okay, that's fair. Dingo! What I hate you, you both. Have? I hate you both. <laughs> Do you really think either of us were going to go against our team? I hate you both. Oh, man. So let's just call a spade a spade. Who do I have winning? If you want my honest opinion, I don't want to hype you up anymore. I got a million hearts. But here, 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 here. There's no reason before you get hyped. Do I think Amelia Earhart is the better team? No, I do not think Amelia Earhart is a better team. The only reason I feel like Amelia Earhart's gonna win is because if Chattanooga doesn't run, I don't see them having an offense. Like they have to run the ball, and Amelia Earhart stops that run. It's like if you watch Chattanooga game, what gets their air game going is their run game, and if Amelia Earhart can shut down that run game, their passing game, I don't see it coming off. Just doesn't come off. So I, I legit feel like the only reason that Amelia Hearts is going to win is because they're going to shut down Chattanooga's run game and they will not be able to have a passing game. That is it. Why, thank you, Dingo. Very, very big of you. I don't like the backhanded compliment about they're not a better, we're not a better team, but. Hey, we didn't win the game. Hey, I'm calling the state favor. But I'll, I'll take it. I'll I'll accept it, Diggo. I'll, I'll I'll accept it. Just know, you guys are gonna hear it if if this ends up the other way next week. Yeah, why, you're not gonna you, be able to shut me up. Why, why do you think I didn't want to answer? I wanted to hide from this question. But I will say this. I'll go out and say this. ECFL, if you don't watch this game. It's 8.30 Eastern time on Wednesday. It is the game of the week. I'd go so far to say it's potentially the game of the year, uh, the way things have developed so far. If you don't watch this game, what are you even doing? Why? Why? Like, this is a must-watch game in the ECFL, and you're right, J-Mac. It, it is for playoff a little bit, but at the same time, it's not like that one seed gets a bye. You're, you're going to be playing either way. 
So uh, in my mind, both teams are in a cannot lose situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and on another note, it is a potential championship game. You know, it's a potential championship game. So if you are available, sit down, watch it, get some wings, get some beer, you know, maybe maybe the diddles and trigger, you know, can podcast <laughs> um, from Chattanooga Steve, you know, and, and bring it home with, with the, the beer and chicken or chicken and beer, whatever. I, they haven't had a podcast in a while. So whatever they call it, they podcast, they can, they can do it. Chattanooga versus me, Earhart, 8.30, Wednesday. Be there. Check in. Whatever you have to do, just make sure you're there. Get our numbers up. Um, and that is it for the week. That is week seven. And like I said, that is the last week of – this is the last week of F- the FCS teams. From here on out, all elite action, playoff positioning, and that leads us to our next segment, and that is playoffs. Play, playoff positioning and how it looks right now. Um, at the moment, we have number one seed. It is Amelia Earhart, the no, overall number one seed. As I as I um, told you told you guys, you know, the previous weeks, you know, it's West one, East four, East one. Um, West four, West one, East four, you know, and it goes on down the line like that. Um, Mia Earhart, number one seed playing Atlantic Tech. Number two seed is Chattanooga playing Desert State. Three seed South Alabama versus Atlantic City. Fourth and fifth, East Townsend versus Maui State. That is the current playoff standings. So, what do you think, Dingo? I think they're pretty accurate. I don't see a way that any reason to change what they got going. Um, as long as Atlantic City's in the playoffs, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. I'm gonna go next to our prodigy. He has he has his own science project he got going on over there. Um, I think. For the West, I think it's the fourth spot to lose for Desert State because all three other teams, Cascade, Frontier, Central Texas, they all are one and three in the conference. So if Desert State can be three and four in the conference, four and three in the conference, I think they win. They they win. Um, they get that fourth spot. I think the top three is pretty much solidified. Amelia Earhart, Maui, South Alabama. The fourth spot is Desert States to lose. They have a leg up on the, the conference because they're one and one in the conference. Everyone else is one and three. So I do think they get the fourth seed. They just have to win two. They control their fate. They win two or three games, I think they're in. Because that means Central Texas, Frontier, and Cascade can't lose another conference game. They already they already have three losses. 
So if you if you win two or three games, I think you put the pressure on them, and I think you get in for the fourth speed, fourth spot. So I think that's the West for the East. Uh, Atlanta Tech disappointed me last week, so I think Bone Town gets in, and I think they replace. Currently, that's just my. I think Bone Town gets in, Shanu gets in, Atlantic City. They they get in, <laughs> and in these towns, and I think they get in as well. So I think Bone Town takes that eighth spot, and Atlantic Tech is on their way out. Only thing that's saving Atlanta Tech is that they have the head, they have the head to head over Bone Town. No, no, no. They played Atlantic City first week, right? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. They played Atlantic City first week. Yeah, I got to go back and see if Bone Town Atlantic Tech played yet. Um, and if they did not, whoever when they do play, that game will determine the fourth seed. So that is my. Playoff predictions as of week seven. Prodigy, please unveil your science project. All right. So Thursday night after the Maui loss, I got into the lab. I started doing some numbers, and I came up with my top four teams from the east, top four teams from the west. I went so far to give my – End of the season standings in con- in conference, not total standing, not total record, in conference record, and my potential losses to watch out for. So we'll start out with the East. Number one, Chattanooga. I have them either at seven and zero or six and one with the, in the conference. Uh, my one conference loss, Atlantic City. Um, I think that would be that's the one that I look at on the schedule right now that I'm like, yeah, this could be a this could be a loss on our playbook uh, in our in our mind. The Amelia game, non-conference, not a big deal. Um, Palm Beach, they have the Prodigy curse. I'm not not worried about that. Tennessee A&M is going to be close, but I think we're going to beat them out. Uh, number two, Atlantic City. Is my number two seed in the East at four and four in conference. Um, and the loss either goes to Chattanooga or Bonetown. Um, I see either of those games being a potential trap game for, uh, well, one, Bonetown being a trap game or Nuga being the game they could drop uh, for Atlantic City. Bonetown is my number three seed at four and four. With a potential loss to Ozark and to Atlantic, uh, so either of these teams, it's it's one way or the other. But Atlantic City and Bonetown, uh, whoever loses is going to be in that three spot. Whoever wins is going to be in the two spot. Right now, I have it as Atlantic City loses to Chattanooga, not to Bonetown. That's why they're in my two spot. Uh, number four, Atlanta Tech at four and four. So. Number two, number three, and number four all have a four, uh, 500 conference record in the East. Um, losses to uh, Panama State, I think. They have a chance to drop that game. Uh, and then either Tennessee A&M or Bonetown is another game that they could, they could drop. Um, so those are my top four out of there. Uh, Tennessee A&M misses the playoffs at three and four, in my opinion. Uh, so does East Townsend at three and four. 
going to the West. Oh, well, first thoughts on thoughts on the East boys. Anything, any surprises from my science project? Um, <laughs> uh, I think you're, you're, you're right. Um, I don't, did you, I don't know if did I, I miss a, you didn't say Atlanta Tech's going in, right? Atlanta Tech is at my four seed at four and four. Okay. Well, no, it's only seven conference games, so that's why I was confused. You were saying 500. Oh, yeah. So, so that would be – yeah, that was off. So, they'd be four and three. Okay, so three teams are going to finish four and three. Yes. Atlanta Tech, Atlantic City, and Bone Town. Yep, with Tennessee A&M and East Townsend missing out at three and four. Okay. Um, I have everyone um, in the playoffs except Atlantic Tech. I think East Townsend gets in. Um, Atlanta Tech, I, I don't – their offense is, on, is downward right now. So, unless they find that magic again, you know, after scoring 61 points – you know, on Atlantic City, I don't know if they get in. Now, I checked the schedule. Week 10, Atlantic Tech and Bone Town play. And I think that may be, you know, that for that fourth spot. But other than that, I think you're spot on. Dingo, you have anything? I like it. So. I, I, I bet you do. All right, let's hit the West. All right, the West is where I pl- where I I expect to stir up some controversy. In the number one seed, we have Amelia Earhart at either seven and zero in conference or six and one in conference, with the potential loss being to Maui. Um, excuse my dog as he chews up a bottle. Uh, I think they're just the best team in the West right now. And uh, it's their conference to lose. That potential game to Maui loss, uh, you'll see why that doesn't play into them being the number one or number two seed. They are hands down my number one seed in the West. Number two, at six and one in conference, South Alabama is the number two seed in the West. Um, I just... I think their schedule is perfectly set up for them to make the run at that number two seed. They got the FCS school this week, Tennessee A&M next week. Doesn't matter. And then two of the two teams that are struggling in central Texas and Ozark Valley, who are going to be looking to play spoiler, but I just don't see how South Alabama can drop those games. Puts them at six and one in conference for me at number three with a record of five and three. No, five and two. Sorry about that. I guess there's seven conference games. Uh, is Maui. And I have a loss to either Cascade or Amelia being the reason that Maui drops to the number three seed in the West. Uh, I think there's just there's some trap games in there that Maui is going to have to show out um, just to get the win. In my opinion, like I said, Amelia and Cascade, I think, are two very good teams. And Maui's going to have issues with those. So I think I think they drop at least one more conference game 
uh, puts them at five and two in conference in the number three seed going into things. But to be fair, that could be a better, better scenario. You're getting, you're getting uh, week one away from the better teams in either in the East. So you get a shot at potentially a, a bone town or an Atlanta tech in my, in my rankings. So maybe that is what Maui wants. Number four at four and three is Cascade State, and I have them winning out through their conference schedule so far. Uh, just missing the playoffs are Desert State three and four, and Ozark Valley at two and five. So I wanted to preface those two because those were in my playoff picture last week. Both of them drop out this week. Okay. All right. Dingo, you got anything for the West? Uh, I think Ozark might sneak in there. Um, oh. just my opinion, but other than that, you know, I think it makes makes a lot of sense. But I said Ozark last week. I'm not gonna change up on it. So. Okay, all right. Since the West is my conference, I I I take this one. Um, like I was telling you about, like I was saying earlier, you, um, about Desert State, they're one and one in the conference. That's why I see them making a number four seed. Cascade State has to win out. And that will put them at four and three. Yeah, that put them at that put them at four and three in the conference. Now on the other end, Desert State. Desert State has beaten, already has the head to head versus Cascade State. They have the head to head. And they have Ozark, Central Texas, Central Texas, Maui, and Frontier to end the season. So now they're one and one. Let's say Cascade went out, they're four and three. So that means they have to win three of the next four games. I see them beating Ozark Valley. I see them beating Frontier. Now, if they lose to Maui, now that Central Texas game become interesting. Now, because and I can see why you think Cascade may if they went out, that puts a lot of pressure on Desert State. But I don't see the I don't see Cascade. Well, honestly, I do see Cascade win it out. So yeah, but I think Desert State they have they get to three they get to four wins. They have the tiebreaker versus Cascade State, and that's why I think they, they make the playoffs. Like I said, it's gonna start. Con- it's gonna start some discussion in the chat. I think uh, uh, I'm gonna he- I know I'm gonna hear it from Desert State fans. <laughs> I just think there's a couple trap games in there for Desert State. I look at. Okay. I look at this week versus Ozark Valley. Obviously, I picked Desert State, um, but I could see Ozark Valley pulling off an upset. Uh, Central, like you said, Central Texas and Maui are two team, two games that Central Texas, I look at a big trap game and Maui, I think everyone is ex- hopefully expecting Desert State to win or Maui to beat Desert State. I think it's going to take a pretty big collapse in the next two weeks for uh, Desert State to have the advantage on Maui in this point uh, wise, as far as them being the favorites that game. So I could see I could see them dropping three out of four, realistically, um, and that's why I have them at uh, two and five. 
on in the conference. Um, but okay, okay. Or th- sorry, three and sorry, three and four. Ozark at two and five. And also, as far as Ozark Valley goes, I know Dingo is gone. Well, I mentioned that. That just goes to into my insider information as far as the struggles that Ozark has had and getting people to buy in and um, get into the gym and get their player to be in a better position to help the team. Um, I think that's come down to bite them in the long haul and kind of put them out of contention in my playoff picture, at least. But they'll be back next year. I know they'll be back next year because Doma won't let that happen two years in a row. Oh, okay. You know, and I said we will come back to this. I'm, I'm glad you you, re, you brought it up again. The the Ozark players not buying in. Um, Ozark is not the, la- the least, you know, rated team in the league. That has to be what? Palm Beach, Tennessee A&M. Because Tennessee A&M is, is, what, 85 right now? According to the, you know, to the predictions page, they're 85. All right. Now we go to Ozark Valley, and they're, they're 86. So we have Tennessee State, I mean, Tennessee A&M, they're 3-3, three and three, correct? So that, it's not like they're putting in a whole bunch more work in than Ozark Valley. And their games are competitive. While Ozark Valley, you know, yes, you want to be have active. You want the players to be active in the in the chat. I mean, in the locker room, upgrade your players. It's easy reset. It's check in. Like it's easy to get points. I get that. But you're not the least. Um, you're not the lowest rank rated team in the league. That's Tennessee A&M. And Tennessee and A&M puts up a fight every week. So that, to me, that comes down to coaching. Now, it, I don't – Doma is a good coach. But is it because – is Doma's a good coach because of talent? Or Doma's own is just – he's he's a, a below average coach when he don't have talent. That's That's my perspective on it. Because they're not the lowest rated team in the league, but for the past, like they're every week, every week it's it been competitive outside of last week. And I think last week is pretty much when the dam broke loose and they just they lost, they lost big time. And that's what Tennessee A and M, what about them, the lowest rated team in the league? They they are competitive every week, no matter what. And look at Frontier. Front, front, frontier. Somebody called him an FCS school a couple weeks ago. Now they're ranked over Ozark. So I, I think coaching plays a lot of part in atmosphere. That's my point. And J Mac, can you just go back and give me give me the over, team overalls for Tennessee A and M and Ozark Valley again? Tennessee is eighty five. Ozark is 86 okay so here's where i here's where i'm gonna go into this at the start of the year i I have the sheet in front of me with the ratings at the start of the year um coming into the year tennessee a&m was ranked 83.3 um Mm -hmm. overall so they've gone up two. ozark 87.6 going into the year 
Um, they have six players who at the start of the year were 80 overall um, players, and some of them were at pretty big impact points in the team. My insider source is saying that those those 80s are pretty much all still 80s at this point. So it there, I understand the idea that coaching could be the issue, but at the same time, it's when you're when you're up in a league where the the talent gets better week to week, truly gets better week to week. Um, when you get passed up like that, and to start the season, I know for a fact um, that in the opening couple winging it's that I was on, we said Ozark Valley's not gonna be is gonna be fighting for that number four spot, but we're not expecting them to be in playoffs. They're they're built for the future. They're built to make a run next year, to be set up ready to go next year once everyone is able to get that year of experience under them. Um, but unfortunately from what I'm hearing, they're just not able to, they're not having that buy-in um, as much as pop, as much as some of these other teams. So I think it, that's, that's a big factor too, is look at what yeah. Tennessee A&M came into the season at. They're already two to uh, two overall levels up as a team. Ozark yeah. Valley somehow dropped an overall. <laughs> I, that's, that's a miracle upon itself. So, uh, I mean, I, I definitely I understand where you're coming from. Buy-in is most important to or a team doing good. Because, like I said, I was on the island. I had Ozark making the playoffs. I had Jim Carr and Player of the Year discussion. So I'm an Ozark fan. It's, it's just I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And and especially when you start comparing them to Frontier, Frontier got compared to an FCS team just a couple weeks ago. Now they're ranked above Ozark, and that's where the issue is. Oh, Frontier didn't get a whole lot better. They're still Frontier at the end of the day. You know, they they have two good coaches, you know, with um, Amir's and K-Town. So, you know, it's going to be interesting how to finish their season, you know. Dingo, you have any opinion on it? Well, he's probably he's probably gone. No, he's I'm here. here. I'm sorry. I'm, okay, what's, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, do you have any opinion on Ozark Valley? I mean, I had Ozark making playoffs. Um, I think they're a great team. I just feel like they need like one good game to kind of push them push him over that edge. Like, I feel like if anybody has a chip on the shoulder, Ozark has to have the biggest chip on the shoulder. So, um, I just really see Ozark coming out and, and showing, like, hey, we're that team. You, you dive this and we're going to come back and, and show all of you up. So, well, that's my opinion, at least. I'm being nice, Ozark, so don't come for me. <laughs> okay. All right, Prodigy. This is how they finished the Ozark finished the year. Desert State, Bone Town, Cascade, South Alabama. Do you think they get a win? I think they do. Um, I don't know where that would be uh, without having the schedule in front of me. So give me those four games again, there, J Mac. Desert State, Bone Town, Cascade, to South Alabama. 
I think they could play spoiler in any of those games. Um, I think their best bet at getting a win is this week or next week against Bone Town. Um, if I was going to put my money on where I think that loss will go or that win will come, I'm going to guess Bone Town. Um, just because I don't think Bone Town's going to be too upset about taking a loss to Ozark. Obviously, you'll take a, you're upset about taking a loss, but it doesn't hurt as bad as a conference loss would. Um, but I think I I'd be hard pressed to bet against Ozark not getting a win this year. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, it's going to be these last four weeks of the year. We have this week and next week. It's the uh, last two weeks of out of conference. Then weeks nine and ten is it's definitely conference games. It's all conference games. So weeks nine and ten will definitely, you know, see who falls where in the playoffs. See who gets the number one draft pick in uh, the in the uh, playbook draft for season two. So you know, it's a lot of implications for the next next four weeks of the year. Yeah, I think I think we finally move on to I said what I said and let's wrap this thing up. Uh-huh. Okay. Um Nope, I'm not going first. Don't do it. Prodigy, <laughs> you have anything? Oh I've been spending so much time thinking about this playoff picture, I've not uh <laughs> even thought about I said what I said. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm I'm going to say I said what I said. Either either one of these teams, either Central Texas or Frontier, is going to play a major spoiler to uh, the playoff picture. They're not going to make it, in my opinion, but they'll they'll affect the playoff picture somehow. Okay, I mean, yeah. Definitely the way they've been playing the last last two weeks. Um, for me, player of the year, I would say Mojo is what the front runner for offense. I, w- I would say Mojo and maybe Elton Bridges. Dylan Tate fell back. Jim Carr fell back. So, I, I, you know, from Elton Bridges and Mo, uh, Mojo, I think they're they're the two front runners, and they play this week. So, you know, that's going to be a, a interesting to, you know, see how it shapes up. But like I said, player of the year, I want to say I think Shane Knox wins player of the year. That is my I said what I said topic. He, he wins player of the year. He has about, what, 30 tackles, nine sacks, what, 17, 15, 17 tackles for loss. Playing for the number one seed, I think he wins player of the year. You heard it here first. Shane Knox wins defensive player of the year. Dingo, you Dingo. got a couple. Otherwise, I can. I just thought of another one, but it's just going to stir uh, up a bunch of hate for me. No, go go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm, I'll let mine simmer. I want some fan interaction off of this. I said what I said because um, it's selfish for me, but I I truly think it's true. Um, ben Carlson, tight end of Chattanooga, is the best all around tight end in the league. 
Oh my goodness! Based, that was definitely based, shit. based solely on the his ability to block. He's the best blocking <laughs> tight end in the league. Mojo stats say that will prove that hands down. Um, and his ability, I think, his ability to get into the receiving game and be a threat as a receiver. He's not the best receiving tight end by far. He's not. I don't even think he's top five. But his blocking makes up for it to be the best. I think all around. Solid tight end in the league. I just look at it going, there's a lot of better receiving tight ends, but they don't have the blocking ability that Carlson has. Okay. That's fair. He, I mean, he's blocking for the number one running back, so you have to give him that. You have to give him that. Okay. That's not too blasphemous. So, so uh, I'll let that slide. Dingo, what you got? This is my I say what I said. I have two things. One, Ozark Valley is going to make playoffs. I just see it. I just see Ozark Valley make playoffs. I feel like they're going to be the upset of the league. They're going to be the team that nobody saw making it, but they make it. And my second, I said what I said is now we stay going to lose one more game. They're going to whine about it. They're going to cry about it. I got to do what I got to do. And I also think Maui State loses first round of playoffs. I said it. I said it. All right. All right. All right. The first one, Ozark Valley, that's interesting. I will say that's interesting. And to make the playoffs, they have to beat Desert State this week. So, uh, okay, I'll give you that. They haven't played Desert State yet. Maui. Hmm, let me looking at their schedule. Yeah, I, I see them losing more than one game. I see them losing to Amelia. I see them, and I picked them to lose to East Townsend this week. Cascade State, I see them losing Cascade State. So they may finish six and four. Yeah, they may finish six and four. Um, and they're going to go and chat and say we suck and transfer and go through their 10 stages of grief again for the next four weeks. But their last four weeks of the year is tough. And I'm not – their previous five weeks, six weeks, the first half of the season wasn't as tough as their last half of the season. And that's just facts. You have South Alabama, East Townsend, Amelia, Desert, and Cascade State who has seemed to find their way. So I think their last five weeks of the season is tough. I see them, you know, six and four, seven to three, finishing off the year. You know, in the playoffs, anything can happen. You know, they obviously can make a run. I don't see them making a run, but playoffs, anything can happen. So, you know, I'm with you on that. Well, you just touched on it too, J-Mac, is something that I haven't seen talked about a lot in league chat, and it, it might just be because of how big Maui is um, in league chat. But how much of that mental game of, oh, we suck, time to transfer. I know we all know it's jokes. It's BS. They're just doing it to have pity on themselves. But if they do what you said they do, and I could see them dropping any of these next four games um, easily, could see that happening. If they drop more than two, how much of that, oh, woe is me, mentality of even if it's for jokes and just for 
BSing after two or three losses, how much of that actually starts to affect you mentally? Yeah. And how much of yeah. it is, oh, I don't want to sim now, or I'm not want, I'm not in the mood to start simming games to game plan. How much of that's going to affect it if they end up dropping another game or another two games? Yeah. Yeah, these, these next four weeks are definitely toss like East Townsend, you know, they they have an offense. They East Townsend don't have the offense to keep up with Maui State, but I pick East Townsend solely because of their defense. I think their defense could keep it low scoring. Maui has a good defense as well, so I think it's gonna be, you know, twenty in the twenties, twenty-eight, twenty-seven game. But Amelia Earhart, Desert State, Cascade State, and I like Cascade State is finding their way, and that's why I'm saying that can be another, you know. And of course, it's Ted Stern and it's, 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 the, it's his brother, <laughs> you know. So I know Legion will do nothing more but to beat his brother in the last game of the year. So these last four weeks are definitely toss-ups. And we can say all this without Ace here. Obviously, Ace would have his opinion on Maui and where they're at right uh, now. Like I don't want to hear hear about <laughs> Ace. He he lose one game and we can't find him nowhere. And, and I truly believe it is because Maui's getting in the war room and doing some game plan seriously for Townsend. But you said it there again, J-Mac, is um, the offensive side of the ball. Maui, Ace came out and said it last week. They're not built to be an offensive juggernaut. They're built to win games by defense. Well, you're going to have to capitalize on mistakes. You're going to have to make East Townsend and Amelia especially you're going to have to make their offenses make mistakes, and that's how you're going to have to win this game. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in the back or back end of the scoreboard. Um, so you, we're really going to get the test if Maui is the defense they say they are these next two weeks. Yeah. All right. Hey. Thank, thank you, Dingo. Way, way to bring Maui hate <laughs> to the wing of the broadcast once again. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I thought me and Ace was going to go back and forth with it, but, you know, he, he lose one game, and he, he yeah. trying to wear his wall, though, so. Yeah. I can't find him in recess. I can't find him in the music lounge. Like, where is Ace? You know, instead of find Trigger, we need to find Ace um, um, channel in our Discord. We need to find Ace. Okay, Okay. here's what I'm going to say. Any Maui players, if you are being held against your will in the game planner's room by Ted Stern, please just blink three times in league chat and we'll know we need to send the rescue party to save you. <laughs> no, um, no, for much, much love to everybody. I mean, Ace, uh, if, you know, had missed you on this podcast, man. Wish you were here so we can go back and forth for a little bit. But, uh, man, uh, I, I hope and pray that you know you're good. Nothing bad's happening because I would feel horrible about everything I said. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, it's been a great podcast. Again, happy to be here with you guys. Um, it's gonna be a good week, man. Uh, hey, and that's the key word for tonight. If you watch, if you heard the podcast this late, Ace is the key word to get some elite coin. Ace. And we're switching it up this week, or obviously it was switched up last week from what we said on the podcast. You got to DM that keyword to Blackpaw in order to get those uh, 
There was a leak coin. Don't go spoiling it in leak chat. That's no fun. It, the answer should always be to what's the keyword. The answer's always got to be you just got to listen to winging it. That's that's what your answer's <laughs> got to be. But let's wrap this thing up, boys. I know Dingo, you kind of gave your your sign off. Uh, J Mac, you got anything else to say? Hey, be elite this week. Check in, recess, get your coins. Four weeks left. Let's have fun. This is definitely a week to watch. So my name is BC Prodigy25, the best blocking tight end in the ECFL, joined today by J-Mac and Mandingo. As always, we will be back for another episode of Winging It next week after some more elite action. We'll see you guys then. Be elite.